There's like a common thread. You can be doing completely different things. You can be from completely different walks of life, but there is that connection. You know, it's more than a membership. It's a community. It's special. That's Dominique Bellis. She is the global head of membership for Soho House's Cities Without Houses. I sat down with Dom and Lexi Rodriguez, the head of memberships for APAC, during their time in Sydney at the Soho House residency during South by Southwest. A quick blurb for those who don't know what Soho House is. It was founded in 1995 by Nick Jones in London, an exclusive membership with a clubhouse, if you will, for creative types. Fast forward to today, they have over 40 houses and 75 sites internationally. It is an incredible multifaceted business model and I am honestly in awe of Nick Jones and what they've created in 25 years of business. Now I think it's 26. The team were kind enough to support our first few episodes for the podcast relaunch recorded during their time in Sydney. During the residency, they announced that they were coming to Sydney with a Sydney house and in this episode, you'll hear all about it. We also chatted about the Soho House community's secret source, creating incredible spaces and the business initiatives happening all over the globe to foster relationships, support talent and what it takes to grow a global membership brand. I'd like to start by honouring the traditional owners of the land which this podcast was recorded, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Special thanks to Soho House for making these episodes happen and to the people behind the house, especially a Miss Hayley Reinhardt, who I absolutely adore and who helped connect all of our dots. Welcome to Process the Podcast. I'm your host, Ariel Thomas, motion director, social strategist and founder of production company Cinematom. Welcome back to Process the Podcast, you guys. It's been a while. I've had a few hiccups in my personal life, to be honest, that stopped me from recording at the end of last year these things happened. But once I had it in the review mirror, I realized that I wanted to be putting out an episode every week. And this is really something that I love doing. I've banished our seasons and I've essentially gone all in. I've totally restructured my work as a director. I've handed off way more of my retainer work to Molly, my assistant, and I've taken the driver's seat of the podcast to explore creativity with you every single Sunday. I feel a little bit fancy kicking this off with Dom and Lex from Soho House. They play an integral part of this year's podcast growth. So enough from me. Let's dive in. We finally made time. Can you guys introduce yourselves and what your roles are? Hi, I'm Lexi. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I head membership for APAC for Soho House for Cities Without Houses. Hi, I'm Dom or Dominique. I am the membership director for Cities Without Houses for Sarah House based in London. So we're doing this week, you guys are doing this week. I say we because we are one now. <laughs> You're part of the family. <laughs> I became part of the family when I was helping chef drinks. Last yes. Night. <laughs> yes. Totally. I was like, Aria, yes. <laughs> Had to be done. There was a bottleneck. I saw the problem. We went for it. I happened to be wearing all black. We just, it worked. Um, so you guys are doing Sydney as a pop-up at the moment. You've taken over the Old Clare Hotel, which is absolutely insane. How have you guys found it? Insane is a good way to describe it. No, it's been amazing. Um, I think, uh, well, to be honest, it's the first time we've ever done an eight-day pop-up. Um, so I, I, I think, you know, now we've really got into the flow of it. And there's been a lot of moments this week where we've all looked at each other and gone, oh, wow, it really feels like a house, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, like Lexi said, we 
each day has got better and better just in terms of, you know, you can, we've been working on this for a year. So to see it all come together, you know, sometimes you don't know until you get into a space how it's going to look and feel, how it's going to come together, understanding and, and like Lexi said, working with the Old Clare team because um, it's a mixture. We've got a summer house task force in town and we're all looking after different areas. But, you know, the Old Clare are the team that are helping us with kind of food and drink and service. Mm-hmm. So really kind of getting to know them and, you know, building those relationships in a quite a quick space, you know, time frame. Um, it, I think it's just got stronger and stronger each day. And yeah, those moments like last night was great because I really felt like a sewer house. And so you kind of go, okay, this is great to see people come together, you know, not just people that are based here, but people that are in town for South by as well, a real mix of people and some great, you know, performances and, and, and events that have happened. So yeah, we're not through it yet. <laughs> we've still got, I yeah. don't know what day we're on now, but um, we've got a few, yeah, six. Um, <laughs> so we've still got some great events to come and yeah, it's, uh, but it's been great intense. It really has felt like a house. Well, that's good. My first experience at Soho House in, was in New York meatpacking when I was 18. Haley Reinhardt had just moved over to New York and she was working with Bryant Toth, who at the time, right. yeah, yeah, he was at under 27's membership. Yeah. So all of his friends were my young girlfriend's boyfriends because they were like all older and cool and part of Soho House. And we were like these girls that were sneaking in. It was so fun. And then ever since I've just sort of like my whole adult life for creativity, I feel like I've been in and out of Soho Houses all over the world. It really felt like one downstairs, especially at the Old Clare Bar, the way they've got the, like the little things, like the amount of cushions on a bonquette feels like what you guys have done. It's insane. All the scent is like the Soho House scent and all the stuff, like everyone is just... It's been so fun and it's been, yeah, we keep saying it feels like camp because like everyone's literally all in this together. And we were saying before when you asked me what one of my highlights has been, it's very rare as an adult that you get to see the same people over and over again, but we're not working with you guys. So we don't know like the ins and outs of everything and the members don't work with each other, but we see each other regularly. So they become old friends very quickly. And that feeling is nearly impossible to replicate the feeling of having an old friend from meeting people. But Cities Without Houses, which I'd love to chat about, is incredible because we meet once a month or something. You guys host events and everybody tries to get to them. That monthly check-in is a better discipline to see friends than I even run for my own friendship group. (laughs) Because I'm like doing something cultured, I'm seeing my mates, I'm eating great food and drink, and it's always a vibe. And I don't see my girlfriends that often sometimes to do it. So the friends that you make by becoming a Cities Without Houses member, even though you might be like, uh, like, what is it? If you don't have that understanding, when you come into it, you're like, oh, wow, like this is actually really, really cool. And seeing all the people regularly, they do become old friends because you've got those check-in times. Pat, even upstairs, who's a Sydney member, I met him at the at the Heidi, yeah. And I was going through a certain like client change or something in my business then and now fast forward nearly six months later, he's seen my growth and my confidence in different things happen and change and all that. But because you guys are cultivating like actual friendships because you're really doing valuable stuff, I'm obsessed. It's so fun. It really is. Like it's so fun. But I feel like you guys try and cultivate this stuff and you're probably like, oh, wow, I hope it works. It works. <laughs> the formula is working. I'm like, I'm like the guinea pig of it. I'm obsessed. So how does it go running Cities Without Houses? 
Because essentially a Cities Without a House is a city that you guys are in with a membership base, but it doesn't have the house. Yeah, I think I mean, it's really nice. It's lovely to hear you talk about it in that way because I think that's really at the heart of what So House is all about, whether, you know, with or without a house, it is about community. And, and, you know, we've got so many amazing stories of people that, you know, have met in houses, you know, whether it's like after a gym class, like in the changing rooms, and then they've started a business together, or maybe they've like had it met at the bar and had a few picantes and then come up with a project or found their husband or wife or, and now they've got kids, you know, and they, they have these kind of memories and touch points within the houses and great stories. So that's always happened. And I think the houses have a, because you have a physical space and, you know, people are coming in and out that, but when we started sitting with our houses, the intention was there. And of course it is always about community, but it was kind of like going back to 1995 when So House first started and, you know, Marcus and the team, we know that would walk around the streets of Shoreditch, you know, finding artists and putting together committees and, and really starting something when people hadn't heard of So House and, and, and going back to, I guess, the roots. So with Cities Without Houses, when we started it, it was like we packed our suitcases and went to these cities and we didn't really know, like it was really kind of, uh, you know, it was really Nick's idea that he came up with. And, you know, we've always had members that, you know, that live in other cities, but kind of join via New York or wherever and and use the houses when they travel. But we'd never really kind of gone to those cities, built committees, built membership, Mm. you know, created events. We didn't even start doing events in the, in the, in the very beginning. We kind of just started to build community and meet lots of people and just build relationships. But, you know, the events were a way we kind of realized that, you know, well, what if you haven't been to a house in a couple of months? Mm. How are you having that connection? How are you meeting people? How are you connecting with Sarah House? So we kind of was like, well, let's do a few events and we let's bring a sprinkling of Sarah House to these members and, and, and let them connect with each other. And then I think fast forward, you know, we're in that this is coming up to the seventh, the end of the seventh year now of doing Cities Without Houses. What I've noticed and what actually a lot of other members from other houses have commented if they've been in town or they've come to a Cities Without Houses event, you notice in a way that the, the bond between the members is actually stronger. I think because there isn't bricks and mortar, because there isn't yeah. a house. I think sometimes when you've got a house, you kind of take it for granted because you're like, oh, it's my house and I'm swanning in yeah. and out. And sometimes members come in with their friends yeah. and leave with their friends. When you go to an yeah. event, and maybe we do events that are members only. So, you know, as an adult, how many things do you go to on your own really and then actually talk to people? But I think because, you know, we're, we're hopefully providing environments where people feel safe to go up to strangers and have a chat and, and also bringing together people that have kind of got, um, there's like a common thread. You can be doing completely different things. You can be from completely different walks of life, but there is that connection. You know, hopefully we're, we're curating groups of people that can just talk to each other and actually you're like, oh yeah, we, we're completely different. We've lived in different places, but we've now connected. And like you say, it's nice to hear the, the phrase like, old friends. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when I travel around and we go, you know, and Lexi and the team have done a great job here in, in APAP, but you can see those bonds, those relationships. Yeah. It means that, you know, then members will step in and yeah. with a, with a tray of rosé taking it around <laughs> for us, you know, that's, exactly. you, do you know what I mean? You, that's, but that's, and that we, yeah. we value that. That's kind of something more than, you know, it's more than a membership. It's a community. It's special. Yeah. You know, I think, so yeah, that makes me very proud and, and and it's always great to hear that feedback, but you, you know, you must have that and see that in your cities, you know? Yeah. I mean, the fact that we've got so many members from other cities come, mm-hmm. I mean, we've had like, was it three or four members from Singapore come here this week? 
and they didn't know anybody when they came. They've left with like a whole bunch of new friends. And um, yeah, I, th- I think the uh, definitely um, we, with what Dom said, you know, a lot of our members say when, when they have a house or, you know, if they move to a city, cities without house, a city after being at a house. Yeah. They come with their own friends. They kind of, you know, mm. do their own thing. But with cities without houses, they're like, I've met so many more people in my six months of being here than I did when I was like in a house for two years. But it is, I think it genuinely is because you don't see people as often, um, you know, so you come to an event and you people make an extra effort as well, I think, to like meet and connect with the rest of the community because you don't really, you don't get that everyday option to do that. Yeah. Um, and also I think we we try and create really special moments for members that, you know, when you step into that event, whatever it is we're trying to curate that night also adds to the layer of being able to connect with somebody as well. Yes, absolutely. And you guys are also a very good advocate and investing time in your members to understand industries and kind of personality types to then just very quickly link them up to someone like we did at the elevator just then. You guys were like, oh my God, oh, oh my God, why didn't we think of that? Let's do this. And Hayley has been extraordinary at that. She's such a good matchmaker. But the talent that Soho House attracts is so unique and amazing and very calm. Really? (laughs) Yeah. You guys wouldn't see, I mean, maybe you guys don't see the, like, because it is a business, obviously, the way of working. And then, but as soon as you guys go member facing, it's a very similar, amazing meet you at Soho House vibe week you like it's hard work for a business to move it's it, like itself to a new city have you guys you're all unique people all of you have been working under the pump there's alcohol involved there's a lot of personality types like you guys would have so many annoying people all week being like oh can my other friend come in or like just the bullshit politics and if anyone wants to understand the Soho House politics go on the Instagram Soho House memes yeah. it is amazing but that like it's a very specific thing that you guys do. And I think you, it's a remarkable operation. How do you guys manage that? And, and like, what does the Soho House secret source talent need to be? Um, I think definitely the cities without houses team, not, you know, but I do think it's a special, <laughs> we're a special breed of people. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, everybody in Soho House, I think is really kind. I think we've got some really good values as a company and um, every person that works for the company, I think, um, is is really kind in general. I mean, everywhere you go, I think that's probably one of the the biggest thing people say about um, you know our, our, the people that work for us. But I think in particular with cities without houses, I mean, it's so fast paced what we do. We're moving in like we're most of us are looking after multiple cities. Yeah, you're arriving in a city you probably don't know. You know, you're you're trying to build like genuine connection to like local culture, local creative scene. Um, and so I, I think that our, the people that work for us are just really authentic. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's a really big part. They, I mean, a lot of them show up as they are. And I think, <laughs> and I think because of that, um, yeah, they're really independent. They, they show up as they are. They're really authentic. They're really genuine. Um, and I think that's just the, the way they are to all our members and to people that walk through the door. Yeah. Mm. I think it's, it's, um, what Lexi was saying about our values and I, I suppose, you know, the kindness. I think, you know, if I were to, to talk about all Sarah House kind of talent, you know, whether depending on what department you, you work in, I think there is that, um, I don't want to use can do because it's, you know, but like there is that kind of willingness to find solutions to problems. Mm. 
And I think, you know, whether you're in operations, whether you're a bartender or you're, you know, in the kitchen or you're in membership, you know, we're here to serve our members, right? We're here to create amazing experiences. And so, you know, sometimes things do go wrong. Sometimes the kitchen, you know, is backed up and they're not having a great night. But, you know, it's about how can we go, do you know what? Yes, it's going to be, you know, we're going to fix this for you. Let's send a round of drinks, just like I know we've mentioned it, but just like last night, you know, just just kind of help, you know, thinking about those solutions. And I think if, if even if you think about we've got a GM from Bangkok here and you know she's worked for SARS for a really long time as well and you know she's just got that kind of looking for solutions and and really kind of making sure that people are, are looked after so I think there's there's that quality in people I think in membership and if I think the majority of my team you know that are based they're based all over the world in different places often working you know on their own you know without that kind of house infrastructure mm-hmm. The things I always look for, I guess, a great membership person, I think, you know, you you kind of have to like people. (laughs) You know, you kind of got to like talking to people and meeting new people, you know, like, and I know that sounds like very obvious, but, you know, we meet a lot of people and you're talking Mm. to a lot of people and everyone's got a different social battery and, you know, it doesn't mean you have to be an extrovert. You can still be an introvert. Everyone's different. Everyone brings something different to the party. But I think, you know... So whether that like of people comes from curiosity. So if if I ever ask someone in an interview and they describe themselves as, cu- as curious, that's always something that I'm, that's like a tick for me. Yeah. And the reason why is because, you know, maybe they're a bit nosy. So it means they're going to ask people questions. They're going to say, well, tell me about you. Where are you from? Like, tell, or if the, if, you, if you're talking to someone that's an artist and, you know, mm. you're going to have, if you've got that curiosity, you genuinely are interested in, mm. tell me about your project and tell yeah. me how you... And, and I think that opens up conversation, right? It opens up yeah. a connection. Yeah. So if you don't have that that ability or that desire within you, I think it makes it quite hard to be in that kind of role. So I think, you know, curiosity, creativity. I kind of think also a bit of entrepreneur, yeah. an um, yeah. entrepreneurial spirit, mm-hmm. because I think we are, um, you know, you, you know a lot of our team and, you know, we're, we're often going to spaces and, and creating events and you have to be a bit entrepreneurial to kind of make things happen and, yeah. and again, find solutions to, to problems. So I think, but then like Lexi said, I think as well as that, I think all the team are authentically this, themselves. This this January, I brought all the team together. We're very lucky to go to farmhouse. Mm-hmm. So farmhouse, we brought the whole team together. And, you know, I spend a lot of time with all the team globally, so I know them all. Yeah. But, you know, Lexi doesn't spend loads of time with, you know, the the, the team in the, our head of membership in D.C., in America. Yeah. Or, so to bring, and you know, to bring them all together and see them in a space, what was really special for me is they're all so different, completely different in personality, completely different in background, where they're from, their life experience. But to see them all come in a room together and just this energy that comes together where they're all, you know, these are all people that are doing the same job, but in, you know, in Tokyo, in Atlanta, you know, all completely different parts of the world. But And then to see them come together, there's just this connection because they're all kind of, they've got that authenticity, they've got that curiosity. And it's this energy that's quite a special mm. kind of thing when it all comes yeah. together. So I'm very grateful and lucky that I get to work with great people and yes the calmness maybe it's maybe it's the calm on the outside and, yes. the, and the swan underneath the water yeah. I was gonna say um yeah the, definitely a lot of swanning underneath the water <laughs> well, it's seamless I haven't seen any cracks yet I've spent a lot of time with you guys and I haven't seen a little so the choice to come to South by Southwest and that be the pop-up how did that come about 
Um, so I met with Colin last year in Singapore, actually, in September. Um, and he obviously was so excited about South By and was telling us all about it. And um, and I think we've just been a part of South By in Austin for a very, very long time. There's a house in Austin, right? Yes, yeah. the house in Austin. But and even before, before yeah. yeah. With Cities Without Houses, we had um, that in ah. Austin. So we did actually two pop-ups um, in Austin um, before we had the house. So similar to mm-hmm. this, really. Yeah. Um, so, and then I think we were just kind of ready for a big activation in Australia. And we'd been kind of talking about, you know, doing a pop-up at somewhere in APAC. Um, and, and then, yeah, um, I think in January we decided it would be Australia and it's been, it's been a year and we're here. <laughs> like to see it actually all come to life is pretty amazing. And also, I mean, it, we usually try and do things like this during a big cultural moment. Cause we know there's a lot of members in town. There'll be a lot yeah. of talent in town. It's a really like buzzy time for the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, yeah, it, it, we, we want to show up for the cultural moments that matter. Been really fun having that through line as well because you know everyone's in town for South by. So it's a very easy conversation starter as well to be able to say, Hey, oh like what have you seen? And and it's kind of simple to pinpoint as well the members that would be in town and their curiosities and what you would have in common with them. It's been very fun. Um what about the Sydney house? that is coming in so hot. It's coming in hot. It's coming in in hot. (laughs) Yes, it's as I've said many times this week, it's the worst kept secret there is out there. (laughs) Um, But it is official. We are coming. Um, We will be opening a house in Sydney in the coming years, um, which is the official and unofficial line. Um, And we're really excited. You know, it'll be um, on the corner of Crown Crown Street and Oxford Street. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, it's an exciting, area um and I think yeah it'd be great to have a base for our Sydney members but also for our international members that you know come to Australia and um and like you know like to visit and have that home away from home so yes you'll have a you'll have a spot where you'll be able to eat work and and play how have you gone kind of witnessing Sydney and now you guys going away from it knowing that there's a house coming I think do you know what I think doing something like this we we knew that you know creatively there's there's lots of interesting things happening here. I think there's lots of different industries. I think our programming has reflected that this week, um, and so I think from that side it's felt very easy. I think also doing a pop up kind of teaches us a lot about the city. So mm-hmm. this is actually my first time to Sydney, um, to Australia, and you know immediately you know you 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 pick up and understand. I guess the way of life, how people operate and move around the state. You know, I've, I've learned that it's a very early city. Mm. The other morning, you know, we were out, you know, walking and breakfast, and it was eight a.m. I was like, "Oh, we're done." You know, you don't. It's, it's not. It's not always like that in you know in London. So, yeah. just understanding those nuances, I think, is really important. Also, in terms of kind of yeah, just operating a house. Though that is information we can then pass on and when we open the house hopefully you know we'll listen to our members we'll ask them what they want to to do and see in the house whether it comes to programming you know seeing what events have been busy you know and and what members have really liked is it are great takeaways for us to kind of then take into you know the house when it opens it's been amazing so is there going to be a soho house slash south by 2.0 next year we don't know yet, but I think we'll definitely show up next year. We'll definitely show Amazing. up, but in what way we will know next year. 
keep you guessing. Keep yeah, you guessing. Keep, yeah, guessing. keep it fresh. Keep it new. Exactly. We don't know yet. We, we, we haven't. Know. We haven't. Yeah. We haven't gone there yet mentally, have we? Because we're, we're still here. We're still here. We're we're present. We're, we're present. present. We're being we're present. present. Yes. <laughs> what are the highlights that have been for you guys this week? Um. Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, they're definitely this morning. I hadn't been, we haven't, we haven't been out that much because we've been here. Um, but we did do the beach this morning. We did Bronte mm. to Bondi. You know, I had different members telling me, well, oh, you shouldn't go to Bron- Bondi. Oh, yes, you definitely should. I'm very glad I did. Like, you know, you, you guys claim to have really good beaches and I can confirm you definitely <laughs> do. I'm thinking about, you know, whether Sarah House has introduced a sabbatical policy. I've been there a long time. I've got a couple of sabbaticals under my belt. How long have you been with Sarah House? Uh, it'll be 12 years in May. So about 11 and a half years. Yeah. So yes, definitely the beach. I'm going, I'm now going to go back every morning before I leave. Um, And then I think programming wise, you know, there's been some great nights that we've had here. Last night was amazing. We had Milan Ring upstairs. She's just an incredible, you know, musician. And that was in, in partnership with Women in Music. So it's great to be able to support up and coming artists. That's something we do in the houses all the time. And then Ziggy last night, just a, such a special human and I think really important, but also just great, great music, so talented, you know, and varied musically from rapping to, you know, when he was on the harmonica. Yeah, and I think, I think also, I think the crowd and the members that came last night in both spaces, I was like, oh, this feels you know, it yeah. feels like a sour house. So yeah. that was, it, I think last night was a really one of my favorites so far this week. What about you? Yeah, same. I was, I was saying there was a moment last night that me and Tom, uh, Tom, me and Tom are literally like with each other all the time throughout the year. Um, Tom is our event producer for APAC. Mm-hmm. Um, not my husband. No, <laughs> He's such a nice dude. And I want to steal all his clothes. He dresses so well. He's, he's just looks slick all the time. I'm like, and he's always tonal in like navies and shit. I'm like, mate, killing it. <laughs> we'll tell, we'll him, tell that. him that. He's- yeah, we'll tell him that. <laughs> but um, yeah, we, we looked at each other at one point in the night and we went, this is pretty special. It was like a day where everything was in flow. You know, we've been here a few days yeah. too. And I think the AV guys have been in, like they've, they've got a bit of a rhythm going now. The yeah. the team, like the old Claire and like just everything just felt like in flow. Even the movement of like members from upstairs to downstairs, just yeah. the way the whole space yeah. moved. Like there was just this beautiful synergy that kind of like was in the space and everybody was kind of connecting and, and meeting and you know, I think everybody left last night with a special memory and moment and whether that was meeting somebody, watching something, being inspired for something about something like, yeah. So I think that was really, really special. In terms of the secret source of you guys creating that amazing flow that you do, the Soho House way, can you share anything about how you guys do that? Wishing a prayer. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, um, There is a lot of back-end coordination, you know. There was a lot of, like, I will signal when it is okay last night. Where we were like, okay, doors can open. But, you know, I think Dom said something earlier, um, which which I think is really true. It's it's really thinking about, like, all... all senses of the the member experience and yeah. not not allowing the them in, enter, to enter the space until all of that is ready you know making sure the space is ready for all of that um you know if you're moving from one space to another that that transition feels like it's a space you want to go into otherwise you lose people um mm-hmm. 
yeah, just really like, what is, like, is the sound right? Is the, is the music, is the lighting right? Is all that. So I think like we just, yeah, I think just creating all of that um, so that it's ready for someone to want to walk in and be like, oh, I want to stay. And I want to like, you know, I feel at home in this mm. place. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. yeah. That's my, it's my kind of, you know, what I've been doing events for a long time and I think, you know, you can have an amazing, you know, event producer and you need people that are organized and have got great attention to detail and can pull everything together. But I always say kind of, you know, what's going to take someone from being good to being great is if they can approach a space and really think about the senses and think about all those other elements that a lot of people actually don't notice, but you notice them when they're bad. So, you know, if you've ever gone to an event or a restaurant and you sit down, the chair's really uncomfortable, or, you know, maybe, maybe it's too low for the table, or you get given a slightly warm glass of wine, or you um, it's really bright, or the music's so loud you can't hear anything or talk to anybody. Yeah. These are all little things that you will notice and they kind of put you in a bit of a bad mood before the events even started. Yeah. So, you know, these are all things, you know, you mentioned the scent. We had so many members being like, oh, it smells like a psoriasis, because yes, we brought all these <laughs> lovely <laughs> thousands of them everywhere. <laughs> brought them in to make them smell like a psoriasis. But those, those, are, those are things that affect how you feel and mm. how relaxed you are in a space. Mm, yeah. So I think if you're in a space where you're feeling a little bit tense or something's annoying you, you know, it kind of ruins your experience of that night. Yeah. So those elements are all in play. And then of course, you know, it's the people, it's the members yeah. as well. That's the other element. Mm. You can have a, a beautiful restaurant, a beautiful hotel or a space, but you know, if it's not your people, if it's if it's a if it's an odd crowd, or you, you're not feeling again, if you're not feeling relaxed, or that you can connect with anyone, mm. it kind of ruins it. You know, that's it's a big part of. Yeah. It's like the other element that that you can really curate. Um, so yeah, a lot a lot of it does go. You know, behind the scenes, of course, yes, we say oh we just gamble it, but we we <laughs> do work very hard to yeah. think about those things. Of course, yeah. yeah. The scent comes from Soho House Home and you guys obviously have the book publishing situation and then there's Soho House Home and there's store frontages of that that people can walk through and experience. When I had Paul Davies here with me this morning, he was saying that the art collection is now the biggest private collection in the world. What other parts are inspiring you guys? Um, I mean, we've got like our Soho Fellowship program is really yeah. incredible. You know, like I think globally now we started that just after COVID and I think the the stories that you hear out of that is really special. So the fact that we've now got our first cohort in Australia with mm -hmm. like 10 from Women in Music, we've also given um, Designer of the Year, Indigenous Designer of the Year, Sustainable Designer of the Year and Emerging Designer of the Year for mm -hmm. Australian Fashion Laureate, the so Fellowship. So I think that's an amazing program that, we, that we've created. Um, we've also got like a mentorship program as well, but not so much in like all the cities without houses cities, but as a business, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's incredible as well. I mean, yeah, I think there's so much more um, th that we're doing now uh, since COVID, I feel, that where we're really supporting um, more like a bigger spread of amazing creatives around the world that's past our membership. Mm. Yeah, True. yeah, I think, and I think, you know, I'm the same. I think, you know, those programs have been, you know, amazing and we've we've seen some incredible, it's kind of widened up the pool of, of different people that are coming in the business and which is really exciting, right? You don't want to meet the same kind of person all the time. I think the other thing, you know, that I think maybe because we've been going for a long time, people kind of take it for granted, maybe internally, but also I think externally, I don't think people realize that, 
you know, in every Sarah house, all of that design mm, is yeah. all done in house. Yeah. You know, that's our teams that are doing yeah. that. And of course, we'll work with amazing artisans and from from each local city and every house is completely different. But, you know, I think people take it for granted that we're, you know, yes, we're opening houses, but poof, they just arrive and oh, you're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that looks really nice. Well, there's a whole team that goes, <laughs> yeah. you know, that, that yeah. goes, that really thinks and really designs these amazing spaces. And we've just opened, you know, Mexico City and, you know, we open houses, you know, frequently um but that is definitely one that you know everybody i mean i just think it's the most stunning space and they've done yeah. such an amazing job and you know to your point with paul and the art collection the art is is another layer of design within the space yeah. But it's a really, it's a really special layer because it's not just a piece of art on the wall, wall and you're just looking at it, oh, that's cool. You know, the artist is a member, the artist is part of that collection. So it's yeah. this family of artists that live within that Sarah's world. And, you know, how often can you go and see such amazing art in the space? You know, normally you're going in, it's an interesting concept as well, I think, because the when you go to an exhibition, the art is the most important thing in the room. Mm. But when you're going to see a piece of art in a Sarah house space, it's not the only thing. It's not the most important thing. It's part of the whole experience. And how do you kind of navigate the design with artworks and different artworks next to each other? Um, but I think that's just an, it's just such an interesting thing. And yes, with the, you know, being the largest art collection, it, it's something that's just happened really organically. It's not even something, you know, like with many Sarah house things, we just kind of, certainly because our founder is, you know, so entrepreneurial and, it, and constantly coming up with ideas. So, the art was just something that happened really quite randomly and organically. And then it's yeah. just grown. And, and then now the quantity, you're like, Oh shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. But it's still something that, you know, I've been here a long time, but it's still amazing to see spaces that the teams have worked mm. on and designed that are still, cause they evolve. Every, every house is different. You know, I remember when we first opened Malibu and the way that staircase, you know, yeah. they've got this staircase. It was the first time we'd kind of done something different with the art, where instead of hanging all the art, we had this kind of wall and they were they were more placed. And we'd not really done that very much in the houses, but it was just something so new. And, and, and I think the team, the art team and the designers do a great job of really kind of changing things all the time. I think part of that is giving opportunities to young interior designers. You yeah. know, I've got, you know, great stories of when we opened Ludlow House, um, you know, there's three floors of three or four floors of Ludlow House. One of the floors, Nick was like, we had a really young designer and he said, I want you to, to design the whole floor. Like quite a junior interior designer. Um, and he was like, design it as if it was your apartment that you wanted to live, live in, in New York. But by doing that, it really brought a completely different design style mm -hmm. and really kind of mixed it up. And it was great to see. So I think, again, there is even that sort of sense of community within our own teams and, mm -hmm. and giving different people opportunities. But I think that's what makes it, keeps it interesting and keeps you inspired. Mm -hmm. In terms of unique talent, like a very junior interior designer, for example, we've talked a lot about Soho House here, but you guys obviously do bring your own je ne sais quoi to, to the situation. Like Lex, your outfits all week have been unbelievable. And Dom, you tend to wear all black sometimes, but you're just a really lovely individual and I'm going to miss seeing you around a lot. If you were to sum up your own personalities and who you are, what would you say? That's interesting. Well, I'm, um, you know, I, uh, I'm a third culture kid, right? So mm -hmm. I, I, um, have two passports of countries I haven't lived a day in my life. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, um, yeah. I, so I think for, 
for that, for me, I think sense of belonging has never been um, a city or a place or where I'm from. Um, and it's really been about people. So I think because of that, um, so when I started working for So House, I mean, I, I used to be in the entertainment industry and always work for myself, you know, being like a presenter, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then, so I was like, oh, everyone's like, you got a job? I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I've got a full-time job. Like, you're working for someone? I was like, yeah, like, how's that going? And I was like, well, it's weird because everyone's kind of like me. Yeah. Um, just in terms of, you know, a lot of people in Soho House come from different backgrounds. Like yeah. they've not traditionally come from like doing a nine to five job. Like a lot of, especially in like the membership team or the events team, they've all come from, you know, kind of being in the industry themselves or being, you know, yeah. like part of the creative world themselves. And um, so, yes, yeah, so it was just really nice to kind of find a tribe of like-minded people, not just within the Soho House community, but within like, people that I work with as well, um, who, when they told their history background of what they did, I mean, Dom as well went to drama school. Did you? I mean, so oh, did yeah. I. Yeah. So, Lots of yeah. stories for you. <laughs> because of that, I guess, because of sense of belonging, like, I don't know, I feel like that is through a sense of expression. Mm-hmm. So I'm very expressive in like just emotionally, you know, very mm-hmm. like, you know, high, like EQ type person. I'm like, and and that comes through, like, I think how I dress affects how I feel. I'm very, yeah. So I think, you know, it's, it's more of a, uh, I think the, yeah, I'm just, um, yeah. It's an expressive little being. Yeah. I guess. Pisces. She's a Pisces. I'm a Pisces. Yeah. So we're pretty dreamy in terms of uh, the way we are. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. I think also like I end up being the mum. I'm the yeah. mum of the group yeah. a lot, even yeah. though I'm, you know, I know you say you picked up style, but I think I'm definitely like, you know, the mature, like even for the t- my team in particular. But mm. yeah, I'm like. Well, I, I mean, really- and a great example is we all arrived here and Lexi's brought everybody like a care package. So we got this skincare <laughs> thing with a crystal to, to get all the negative energy away. These amazing masks, eye masks that heat up to relax. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah maybe, yeah, you're definitely the mum, the, the mum of the group. <laughs> so nice. Which is nice. And Dom? Oh, I feel like it's a big question. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, well, you know, noted, all the black, she's noted that. Uh, maybe that comes from drama school because I remember. <laughs> no, no. I mean, in my first year at drama school, they basically told us you have to wear black every day and yeah. uh, no makeup, you know, because you've got Where to- did you go? In Manchester in the UK. Okay. Um, you know, you have to strip out, you need to be a blank canvas. Mm. So no makeup, all black, hair up, you know, no personality, basically. Yeah. <laughs> you know, bring it so that you can, you can morph into the others. Totally. So maybe that's why I'm so used to wearing all black. There's a bit of colour here, tiny, fade, wash black, wash black. Um, red lippy, you know, that's yeah, what I'll bring red, always exactly. a red lippy. Always a red lippy. Um, the question is, how? who am I? Well, how do I define <laughs> I see, myself? I, I did it too. You went up yeah, to yeah, yeah. like, uh, uh, But we spent the whole time talking about yeah. Soho House, but I feel like you guys are so unique and such beautiful women. So I feel like I wanted to just... Obviously, I suppose outside of that Soho House identity, yeah. um, I think it took me a long time to get to Soho House in my mm-hmm. career. Lots of different things. And like I say, started, you know, acting. And I think, I don't know, like I'm, um, I don't know whether I should or shouldn't say my age. You know, at the very end of next year, I will turn 40. And I think when you go through your 20s and your 30s, I'm sure like many people, you're kind of, yeah, not learning who you are, but I suppose you are. You're kind of going through different mo- things and dealing with things. And I think for me personally, I think I've spent maybe the end of my 20s and into my 30s dealing with, you know, I had a quite a, 
not a turbulent childhood, but, you know, a couple of things that were quite, you know, traumatic in my childhood that, you know, you kind of don't really think about, you know, you're kind of just being who you think you are and then life happens and then you kind of, you know, have to delve into all of that. So I think I've probably personally been on quite a big personal growth through a lot of that. And I think, you know, I've, you know, when you first start dealing with things or first start uncovering, you know, who you are and why you are the way you are. I think you, maybe at first it's very painful and you don't want to kind of deal with that. But then over time, I think you then enjoy the growth. Mm. And so for me, I'm kind of really passionate about growing in myself. So whether that's learning something new or just getting better at something or understanding, oh, actually when that happens, I react like this. And how can I change that? And how can I evolve? And I'm very passionate about that in myself mm. you know and I I like to encourage that I bring that of course I bring that into my workspace because mm. I think you know what's the phrase if you're not growing you're dying so there's definitely <laughs> oh, brutal. Well, no brutal but true right brutal but true you don't want to be yeah. so, so I think you know I'm, I'm really kind of supportive of that because it's great mm. to see people grow and evolve personally professionally mm. so it's something I'm really passionate about I think like Lexi as well like you know, high emotional intelligence. I, I kind of, I don't know, in all the like, when you, when I do like astrology things, it's like, oh, you're a little bit psychic and what I'm like, yeah, yeah. do I believe in that? But I think, yeah. you know, I do have quite a good read on, on people. And, and so it's good for the job I'm in. I think, you know, I do yeah. get energy from meeting people. That's how I kind of recharge my batteries. So yeah. it's great that I'm in this, this sort of job. Um, but I think that emotional intelligence being able to kind of Mm. you know notice if somebody is you know and that's hard I think in a workspace when we're on zooms all the time you can't always tell if somebody's having a bad day so actually being able to notice just the way someone communicates maybe slightly different differently in a text Mm. and things like that so yeah I I suppose that's a little bit about me I'm yeah beside as an actress I've got I've got very different parents my mum's like five foot two, black curly hair. She's called Marie Claire. She's a lot of fun, French. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I suppose being brought up by a really kind of strong, uh, independent, you know, mm. mother. And I think that's really defined me in lots of ways. I've learned so much from her. And I think a lot of my drive or my independence mm. um, and just kind of some of the things that she went through in her life, you know, she's amazing. And she she's definitely been somebody that, now I'm older, I can really, you know, I've just got so much, she's just such a legend um, and hilarious and a bit, uh, you know, a bit crazy, Um, (laughs) but aren't the best people. Um, But yeah, so, you know, I think that's, that's a big part of, you know, who I am and, 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 and how kind of she's definitely shaped as I'm sure all our mothers and parents have uh, me. So that's a bit about the the non. The non Soho. Yeah. Amazing. This was so fun. Thanks for letting me do this. Thank you for letting me do it. It's been so much fun. And thank you for joining me on the pod. And if anyone wants to join Cities Without Houses, is there a website of which they can go to? There is a website. If you just go to sarahouse.com forward slash membership, there will be, and it's probably forward slash Cities Without Houses. That's a bit long. But just go to the you know Sarah House website, apply for membership, and it will be an option there. It doesn't say about the amazing connections that you'll build and <laughs> you know these old friends that you're going to see every every month, but it kind of talks to you about, yes, what the membership is or, yeah. you know, get in touch with one of the team um, and, and, you know, meet meet some of the team and, and, and see what you think. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you, you so much. So much. Thank you. Thank you.
That brings me to the end of my chat with Soho House's Lex and Dom. Can you guys do me a favor? It makes the podcast even better if I start to monetize. And in order to do that, I need our numbers to be really, really strong and attractive, as you can imagine, because I'm going in pitching the pod and I need the subscribers and the listeners to be kind of juicy. So I was wondering, can you please hit the subscribe button for me so that I know that you guys are out there and that you're enjoying this? The more that you hit subscribe or share it and get more listens, it directly impacts the amount of heavy hitters that I can interview because obviously the more the numbers, the more important the show becomes and the more juicy guests I can get and I can interview to get all of their secret sauce creatively. So essentially this is a win-win. If you'd prefer, send it to a bougie friend that also wants to apply to Soho House when it arrives in Sydney and everybody will win. I will see you again next week for a year of growth and creativity. I am so excited to be back in your ears. I adore this podcast and although it's called Process, I love the process of creating this podcast and the people that I get to meet. I hope that you can hear how much fun I'm having during these episodes and thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening and sticking with me while we give this another crack to come to you every single Sunday. Thank you guys and have a fantastic week.